0: This is an ABC podcast. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales of old fashioned. One... G'day, Dr. Carl here. Now, for some unknown reason, I have always believed that spaghetti is a Chinese invention that was brought to Europe by Marco Polo, the guy who was the great explorer and merchant from Venice. Spoiler alert yep, it's just another myth. But. Like all good myths, it has a small element of truth. Spaghetti is a remarkably good food in many ways. When cooked, it's about half to 1% fat, 4 to 6% protein, and 22 to 31% carbohydrate, but it also has dietary fiber, B vitamins, iron, and potassium. And it has another benefit. Because it's dried, that means that it's light to carry, making it ideal for travellers. Just chuck it into boiling water and you have the basics of a meal. Now, Marco Polo was born in 1254 in Venice. His father and uncle were travelling merchants who had already met the Chinese emperor Kublai Khan. The emperor apparently asked them to return and to bring back a letter from the Pope in Rome and some sacred oil from Jerusalem. So, in 1269, they returned to Venice and met Marco for the first time. Two years later, in 1271, at the age of 17, Marco Polo and his father and uncle set off for Asia. And it took three and a half years of arduous travel just to get there. When they met Kublai Khan inside his palace, they gave him the letter from the Pope and the sacred oil from Jerusalem. Now Marco Polo was given a government position, which meant that he could travel widely throughout China. It was a total of 24 adventure-packed years before they finally returned to Venice in 1295. But a lot had changed during that intervening quarter century, and Venice was now at war with Genoa. Marco joined the fight, but was soon captured by the Genoese. While imprisoned, he dictated the first version of his travels to a fellow inmate, Rusticello de Pisa. Rusticello was already a well-known writer of creative romances. Rusticello added in his own stories, as well as the then-current knowledge about Asia and China, to what Marco told him. This mixture was first published as a book called Description of the World or Book of Marvels of the World, but it soon became known as The Travels of Marco Polo. His book gave most Europeans their first comprehensive view of the daily life and politics of India, China and Japan. And so it spread very quickly right across Europe. There are over 150 versions of his book in various languages, but the original manuscript has long vanished. Now, some people have argued that this book was total fiction and that Marco Polo never went to China or met Kublai Khan. Well, there certainly are a lot of aspects of Chinese life and culture he did not comment on, but neither did later visitors to China and his book does have many detailed and accurate descriptions of the inner workings of China that could not have been made up. These include descriptions of their metal and paper currencies, watertight compartments inside Chinese ships that made them better able to survive misfortune on the high seas, and the precise details of how they made salt. Importantly, Marco mentions that some Chinese people ate, and I quote, other sorts of pasta, unquote. And there's modern evidence to back that up. In northwestern China, archaeologists have discovered a 4,000-year-old bowl of tangled spaghetti. Mind you, this pasta was not based on wheat, but on another cereal, millet. Now, the advantage of using wheat to make pasta is that it contains the protein family known as gluten. As the name implies, gluten is slightly gluey and holds the wet doughy paste together so that it has enough structural integrity to become a pasta. Wheat is not native to China, but the Chinese had already imported it and had been growing it since 3000 BC. According to Marco Polo, the Chinese preferred rice and millet as a food source because these cereals had a higher crop yield than wheat. He wrote that the Chinese did not use wheat to make bread, but instead that wheat, and I quote, is only eaten in the form of vermicelli or pastry, unquote. So Marco Polo was simply comparing part of Chinese cuisine to the pasta he was already familiar with. Let me emphasize, Marco Polo already knew of pasta. This was not the first time he had seen it. And where would he have seen pasta? Well... I'll serve up that course next time. Ciao for now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio, and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.